Hey everyone, it's Philip, and uh, welcome to the Philip Show. I'm so excited that you are here. Grab your coffee. I was just um, off camera. I was just talking to our guest today. I'm very excited that she's here, but um, it's hot in here. I turn off my air condition and have nerve to drink coffee. Listen, don't talk about my choices, okay? Oh my gosh. Okay, so listen, there's a lot of current conversations and discussions surrounding mental health and self-care, and there are many resources that are now readily available. We also hear about the opioid epidemic. I know you all have heard about that on the news and different ways of addressing it. But in a day and an age where brunch and mimosas is the pastime, when being invited out for drinks is the norm, what happens when this behavior uh, turns into a life-controlling issue? So joining us today is Adrian, the creator of a brand called Sober Black Society, which promotes an alternative lifestyle for alcohol-free living for the sober and sober curious community. In the Sober Black Society, you are seen, you are encouraged, and you are supported. So we're so excited. Adrian, thank you so much for being here today. Again, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. So listen, I want to jump in because this is such a necessary topic, but I want to get, kind of get down to your perspective. Um, why did you get started with this particular platform? Um, I got started with Sober Black Society because I, at the time I was really just feeling alone. I have I did have, didn't speak with anyone when I decided to get sober. It was kind of like something that just kind of happened over time, just having negative experiences with alcohol. And then I kind of hit a wall where I was like, okay, I need to do something different. I, at that time, I was 30 years old. I'm like, I'm 30 years old. I can't keep doing the same, you know, same things I was doing in my early 20s. I have to evolve out of this toxic lifestyle. So I started speaking about it on my personal page and mm -hmm. I really wasn't getting much feedback or anything. And I'm like, okay, I'm probably annoying these people. They don't care. You know, the world wants to turn up go to boozy brunches and have a great time. They don't want to hear me, a former person not too long ago who was drink, you know, doing it with them, like tell them about the harmful effects of alcohol. So I was like, okay, well, I need to create a, um, a space for myself, for my mental health and just for me to like really express my emotions and how I'm feeling. So that's kind of how I got to the space of wanting to create Sober Black Society. I just wanted to have an outlet to talk about everything I wanted to talk about without really feeling like judged and also mm -hmm. to connect with other people who were going through similar experiences as I was. Why did you assume that if you were to share your story? Because there's a, there's a very big stigma um, surrounding sobriety and making that leap. Why did you feel that your story and your journey and your shares would be um, engaging or even accepted by the public? Or you mean on my personal page or on my Sober Black Society? On the Sober Black Society page, yeah. Because I just felt like um, at that time I was following one page on my personal, I think I was following um, Sober Black Girls Club and I was seeing the engagement they were getting. I'm like, okay, there's there's a community of people. But at the time that was like really the only page that I saw. So I was like, okay, well, I know there has to be, you know, none of us are just so crazy. Well, 
it's very few people that are just so crazy unique. Like we, there has to be some people going through a similar thing that I'm going through. So I saw, and I started seeing like, you know, pages here and there. So I was like, I know there has to be a community of people who, even if they're not speaking about out on it yet, maybe they're afraid to, like you said, because, because there is a stigma. And at the time I was researching things and like, I was seeing articles saying like, don't ever talk about your, you know, how you abuse alcohol, like on social media, because that's going to, mm. um, that's just like a a thing that people don't want to hear about it's an embarrassing thing and i was like forget that i'm not embarrassed like if i have i know so many other people who have not been brave enough they need to you know slow down too or stop completely and they don't so like i, I know i'm not alone in this so i'm not going to be embarrassed when i know that there's so even people in my family so many people who are struggling with this and they and i feel like it needs to be talked about so that's kind of how i got there so when you started the sober black society page was it before it was help to somebody else, was it more therapy for you? A hundred percent. Like, I feel like it's probably more therapy for me than what it is. I don't know. I do get people like, you know, lots of people like, you know, DMing me saying thank you. But I also in my mind, I'm like, there you're just being nice, whatever. I, is This is mainly for me, like for I can say like everything that I want to say, just organize my thoughts and like just put it out into the universe. And I don't really care how many likes I get. Like this page is honestly just for me and my mental health. It has helped me so much. Before I started this page, I, I was in a place where I felt so lonely, so down. And now I really, I honest to God, like don't feel that way anymore. I don't feel as alone. I feel, even though I don't know people personally, I just feel so much more connected and knowing that there's so many individuals like me out here in this world, so. Wow, so community really helps when it comes to sobriety number one but number two just starting something new and knowing that you're not alone because i think that's the scary thing with sobriety and other things just like am i the only one doing this specifically when let's use sobriety it's such a cultural it's just i mean alcohol is just there mm -hmm. just, let me ask you so taking the steps that you did when you started your journey because a lot of people just don't know how you know, a lot of people don't know where to start because, you know, society is just so saturated. You want to go for drinks? You want to do this? You know, how do you start saying no? And what's that process? Right. So for me, it really took like a loved one, like my fiance. Well, he was my boyfriend at the time. That's he, thank you. He literally just was kind of, you know, had a come to kind of Jesus moment with me and like literally like, you know, just had a sit down with me and talked and was like telling me that his concerns and things like that and how he feels that I'm so much better than, you know, I, I can do so much more than what I was doing. And I always, I mean, I, I agreed with him, you know, of course my grandma and people like that had said things like that over the years. So it was just, it's really like a slow trickle down for me, like just seeing, like just, you know, putting myself in dangerous situations where I'm just like, getting intoxicated and running across the street and almost getting hit by cars, you know, just crazy or falling asleep in an Uber or things like that. So just like literally like just instances that would keep happening. I'm like, okay, what is this bringing to my life? And I'm like, it's bringing absolutely nothing to my life. I'm literally, only reason why I started drinking is so I can, it's in social settings, so I can be a part of a group. But like, it was never really me in the first place. Mm -hmm. I'm just more introverted naturally. So I just felt like, Really? I want to start doing this because everyone else around me is doing it. So I'm like, okay, where did I get lost in this shuffle? And I need to get yeah. back to me. So I start. So after I start hearing, listening to people's feedback, 
I started reading books. Please don't ask me what the title, I should have came with it. Um, I, I, I started reading a book that I found on Amazon. It was an author. I don't even think the book is um, really big or anything. Um, but I started reading that book and I, his, I just started crying because he started mm -hmm. talking about, you know, once he became sober, like he lost a lot of friendships and a lot of relationships. And I instantly knew that I would as well, because some of my relationships really, I mean, as much as we loved each other, like it's really just was revolved around alcohol. So I feel like that was really one of the things that like stopped me for a long time from like wanting to do this. Cause I always would pray to God, like, please give me the strength to like, you know, just cut it out of my life. But I never really could because I feared of losing some of the connections that I had with friendships where we only thing we did was go to boozy brunches and like turn up all the time, like, you know, day party, you know, things like that. So I was afraid of losing people, but I just got to a place where it's like, I'm losing myself. I've already lost mm. myself. So it's like, if I, if you know, if a few friends become casualties because I want to better myself, they never were meant to be in my life anyway. I can love them, pray that one day, you know, we can come back together, but I can't continue to do something that's bringing trauma to my life. That's one thing that I wanted to ask you too, because that's another, um, I don't want to say it's a stereotype because it's a real thing. When you change your life, um, and you change and you switch your priorities specifically surrounding things that were so social for your friendship circle. How did that affect the dynamic of your friendships? And how did you start to, if you did, allow people back into your life that you had those commonalities with that you no longer do? Right. For a lot of people, I just kind of slowly stopped hearing from them. You mm -hmm. know, like they, you know, when I remember when I first told um, someone that I was being so you know, getting sober, they were just like, oh, I'm not inviting you anywhere anymore. And I, and they were like, haha, but they meant it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just kind of, you just kind of slowly stopped getting invited to things. And then at first it used to really hurt me. Like I would literally like see stuff on social media and then I would just be like, I'm emotional. So I would just like bust out crying until yeah. I meet Beyonce. And like, thank God for him because he's literally was just like, babe, like, you know, if this is what you needed to do in order to be friends with them, like, it's not, you know, you know, focus on you. Like they're not necessarily, and he also helped me frame it in the way that it's not anything personal against you, but maybe my presence would make them feel, like, it will make them think about things that they're not really ready to even think about or deal with right now. Mm -hmm. I could be a constant reminder. So he helped me really not take it personal. So now I'm more so appreciative that I'm not invited to events where I know I will probably feel uncomfortable anyway. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm looking at um, looking at your page. Um, the posts are like really well presented. You know, the brand is like completely on. So are you do you do marketing? How did you put this whole vision together with the color palettes, the tones, the sequencing? Honestly, like, uh, thank you for saying that because sometimes I feel like this looks terrible. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I do not. I mean, I did minor in marketing in college, but I definitely, that is not my background. Um, I literally have like an app that I use to like help me develop some of the visuals. I knew that I wanted different shades of brown, you know, for, you know, black, you know, for blackness and just represent different shades of brown. And like, I knew I wanted to put that out there. Um, I just, and I have a friend who um, is in graphic design and I told him yeah. like what I was looking and doing at the time, even now, I still feel like I've been in, I've been doing this for about four months now. So a lot of oh. stuff is still ironing out. I don't even know if I want to take it super much farther than this. I don't really know. Cause like I told you, I started this just for me. So, mm. but like people seem to like it. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should like take this more seriously. <laughs> 
Like, but I feel like if I if I want to evolve it, like I need to get someone who actually knows what they're doing because I honestly am just like, okay, Googling, like, okay, create a grid, make it look cute. Like, I'm just, this is just what <laughs> I think looks good. And I'm hoping that other people like it too. <laughs> No, so, I mean that's perfect. Like the organic, the organicness. We'll just make up the organicness of of it all is number one. It sounds refreshing, but that's just how things work, and it's good because authenticity is really what people are searching for. You know, they want somebody who understands. They want somebody who's being real. And I do have to ask. Okay, so the brand is called Sober Black Society. Why did you choose to be so specific with the demographic in the name? Right. So I felt like I was seeing a lot of like sober white women um, do stuff like once I really start. OK, I told you I swallowed sober um, black girls club. But other than that, like before I looked deeper into it, I, that was the only page I ever seen. But before I started the page, I started like researching more and like looking on Instagram and seeing what was out there. And I saw all of like white women, white men, um, things like that. And I was like, hmm, I want something like they were talking about things. But like I felt like it was just coming from. Like, a, I don't know, just I just didn't necessarily 100% relate to all of it. And I was just like, hmm, let me like just create a community. And I also don't see our community, Black people, maybe this out there. I just personally don't see um, our community talking about sobriety as much. And I care so much about like, you know, my family, my friends, like everyone, like just our community as Black people. Like, you know, I, you know, I'm trying to get healthy with like, you know, I'm trying to eat more plant-based meals. And I just like yeah. see all of us eating all this crazy stuff, drinking all the time. And I just really, it's just really important for me, for our community to be uplifted and understand that this stuff they're putting in our neighborhoods and our communities are really were brought here to destroy us. And, and a lot of time, I mean, I understand you know, life is hard, but like we have to be aware of like what's actually happening and being able to take ourselves out of those situations. So that's pretty much why I wanted to be so specific. Sometimes I like kick myself like, did I, was I too specific? Because I feel like if I did open it up and like just made it more so, I know a lot of people have like um, pages that are like, I could just been like Sober Adrian or something like that. I feel like I probably could have a bigger following if I would have just kept it more generic. So sometimes I wonder if I went wrong with that, but that was initially why I wanted to start it because I just I don't hear the conversation being talked about in black communities really almost at all like at all and not in my circles and not in my family like I'm like the only one in my friend group or, or family that's even talks about sobriety or even has a desire to want to be sober so yeah one of the things that I do that I, I really uh, love about the page and you were talking about um the, the who is who is speaking is a brand speaking or is a person speaking you know one of the things that i love about it it is sort of ambiguous in a way you know because you're getting um to me you're kind of penetrating the market in a way where people are receiving the message and buying into the message and not so much subscribing to a one individual mm -hmm. you know so it's like a sober message and then it happens to be told by some by an individual where right. the other way around, it's like, okay, the commodity is a person and then they may or may not have a message. So I enjoy the way uh, that you're doing it. You do a lot of really creative things and you talk about um, celebrities that are sober and you give tips and tools and um, ways to not cope, but live. So mm -hmm. I don't want to use the word cope because I don't want to sound like you're doing something to do something else, but ways to live sober. Why do you think it's so important for people to have sort of a, not a roadmap, but to have um, activities 
that they can do and realize they can do them sober. Right. So it just went back to me, like when I first decided to get sober and when I, that day first happened, you know, I was sitting in tears and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm like telling my boyfriend, I'm like, I don't even know what being sober looks like. Like, what am I going to do? Like, that's boring. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I'd like, that's literally on that only thing I can think of. I'm like, I can't go to concerts. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I'm just like, He's like, yes, you can. Like, you can do everything. So, of course, not at first. You know, it might take you a while. Like, I, I isolated. I got sober during COVID, so I was able to like not in not voluntarily, but involuntarily like isolate and like really build my strength. And now I feel like I've come so far that I don't want to go back because then I'm gonna one feel like a fraud because I have this page. This page also holds me accountable. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> Number two, like I just feel like I've come. A year, even though that might not be long for most people, but that that sounds like an eternity for me. So I'm like, I don't want to go backwards. So yeah, so I'm I'm I missed. Can you repeat your question again? I got on a tangent. What was I was that? asking? Why is it so important for people oh, yeah. to know about activities that they can now do sober? Right. Right. So, yes. So I didn't know like what that even looks like. And then once I started, once the world started slowly opening up a little bit back again, and I'm like, OK, what do I do? And then I just started like going out, throwing myself out into the world and like kind of doing the same things that I always did. I just did it without alcohol. Like if I was in a situation and I'm like, oh, I really want like a cute bougie drink right now. I was like, oh, and I'm like, Order, order a mocktail, you know, you know, post Ooh. that, show them that you can still cheers with your friends who are like still drinking their little mimosa. You can have a cute um, non non-alcoholic mojito too. You know, you can do that. Like I can, you know, I can just, I can go hiking. I can do, I just started like thinking, I just wanted to, and, and also people were DMing me like, what do you do for fun? Like, what are some activities? I need some sober activities. And I'm like, okay, well, let me start posting about what I do because I feel like pretty much every weekend I'm doing something or for mm -hmm. the most part, well, now that the world's opening back up, I'm starting to get back out there. So I'm like, let me show people who are sober curious more so like, hey, you can do a, this, a lot of things that you always like to do. And a lot of the things that I'm doing now are a lot more healthy anyway than what I was doing before. Like, you know, I, I work, I bike a lot. I hike a lot, you know, go to sporting events, like, you know, not just basketball. Like I just went to a tennis match. Like you can just get creative. Like you don't have to, your life, you don't have to put yourself in a box and just go to brunch and drink with your friends, chat all day, and then go be passed out by five o'clock. Like you can have a full day of actual activity and not just social goofing off and drinking beverages. Like you can actually do activities. So, so, you, so would you say that once you became sober and you started to think of things that you can do now sober, even though those things could very well be the same thing, just with no alcohol, but you started mm -hmm. to think outside the box and then all of a sudden the activities that you were involved in far exceeded what you would have ever thought because you would have been otherwise preoccupied exactly like a lot of things i do now like i would have never been like like i saw um the tennis match um like on i'm in atlanta on um, this um like this um instagram called atl bucket list normally i would have saw that and kept um scrolling and i would have done something that was like involved alcohol and really nothing else you know so i was like but when i scrolled i'm like oh that's actually fine the other day i went to a sunflower garden you know it was like an hour and a half away from me and i just like me and my friend was like oh let's go to the sunflower garden and like pick some sunflowers for our house and i'm like that's nice like i, I would just was not i would have not done that type of stuff and even if i would have like i just 
it would have just been alcohol involved and it just would have like really lessened the experience because you know you're not really you know saying like you're just doing it for a photo op not just because this is just actually my life like you're just doing it because like you know you're trying to be cool for the social for grant for the gram but now i actually do stuff because it's like this is my way of life like this is what i do this is my lifestyle even with or without instagram so yeah <laughs> That's all. I love. It. I love what you said. Doing it for the ground, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, we've all we've all been there. Sometimes some of us are still there. <laughs> well, one of the things that I I love um, I love the variety of your page. Again, I love the fact that there is life after choosing to live sober. You know, mm -hmm. and and the the stereotype a lot of times is very similar to what you were saying. What am I going to do? I don't know what to do sober, and it's like relearning things. One of the mm -hmm. um, the elements that I love is that you have a Spotify page. Oh yeah, so I created like a playlist. Like it's not necessarily a Spotify page; it's just like my personal Spotify. But like I created like a a sober playlist, Volume One. Like I'm think I'm already like adding songs for um, Volume Two. Um, but yeah, so just the songs that like I feel like relate to sobriety in some type of way and I put it on there and it's of course it's you know hip hop artists. So yeah. Why did you um why did you think how did you think of that? Like, hey, I'm gonna share a playlist. Like where where I'm where did you really learn go? How did you do that? Huh? I'm, I'm just really random, really. So <laughs> I listen to music like all day, right? So I'm like listening to music. Okay, I think I think actually what triggered me is because um I have posted about Kendrick Lamar because I have found out about his song Swimming Pools was about, you know, um, you know, being not, not really wanting to drink alcohol and being sober, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't realize that until after I created this page and I'm like, yo, like how many others like artists are talking about this and I don't even know about it. So I literally went on a hunt one day and I was just like, I was telling my fiance, I'm like, oh my God, like, how, like there's so many, there's other songs out here. Like people are out, out like people are, it's like right underneath your nose and you don't even realize it, you know? So I was just like, literally, it probably took me hours to like formulate that prayer. Like I probably spent like five or six hours just like literally researching and like hunting for like this. After I saw that Kendrick Lamar had a song like that, I'm like, okay, how many other people are out here are like that? And I just like started like researching and just adding it to playlists, adding it to playlists. So like, yeah, it took me a long time and I just really wanted, I don't know, I just wanted people to have like some type of, something to vibe to in the car on a road trip or something, so. <laughs> I love it, that is awesome. So people can find um, Sober Black Society, of course, uh, on Instagram. Is that the only place that they can find you right now? Yeah, that's the only place you can find me right now. Maybe one day, you know, I'll okay. explain. <laughs> well, I love um, that you've done what you've done and, and that it's there as a resource. And on the page, uh, people can also find the playlist for uh for spotify so if everybody goes to sober black society on instagram there is a playlist link right there so adrian i want to ask you for you looking back at yourself back then before you made the decision what advice knowing what you know now what would you say to yourself back then and you said back how like before i was sober mm -hmm. how far back are we going just any okay um <laughs> I would just really prepare myself that like a lot of my relationships are going to change. Honestly, that's probably been like the, the biggest struggle that I've had. Like if you see my posts, like especially my early posts, like that's like all I was going in on. Like that's all I was ever talking about. So I really would have prepared myself. Like I, you know how you, you hear people say that, like when you're like when you're getting 
like, oh, this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. And I'm like, no, not my friends, not me. Like, this is not this is not gonna be my story. And it kind of ended up being my story, like more dramatically than what they even said. So I was just like, whoa, like this is my story. Um, I just will have really prepared myself for that, and then also prepare myself like for a while. I took it personal. But like just really telling myself like hey if people act differently towards you do not take it personal this has this is not a reflection on you or you know or, or anything that you have done only you can do is to continue to evolve and people like you know you know as time goes on like kindred spirits will find you and you will be okay so that's something i would have really told myself because i spent a lot of time being bitter so mm-hmm. That's um that's a big one, and that's deep, and it's good that you can realize that. So, for somebody right now who is thinking about, you know, logging on, who may be curious, what um, what advice would you give them? So, other people, I would just say that just really evaluate, like you know, the pros and cons of the lifestyle that you're living now. Like you know, is alcohol what? value is alcohol really bringing into your life if any like if it's, if it's bringing like if just evaluate that and I feel like you will soon see that it's not bringing much in there and just really just just be comfortable in being who you are authentically without having to numb yourself or having to put some substance in yourself to alter your personality to make it more like someone else wants it like just really just get to know yourself because that's something that I didn't realize I didn't even know like I didn't learn my no like I'm still getting to know myself and I'm 31 years old and I feel like when you do give up alcohol like you'll really start to know stuff about yourself I thought I was an extrovert I am not an extrovert at all (laughs) you know what I mean and that's been really fun to like get to know myself again and like I'm like oh wow like I I didn't even know I liked this or I didn't know I didn't like this and Mm. I just feel like you owe it to yourself to get down to the center and to the core of who you are this is a short life that we have here on earth and you need to really get to know yourself and love yourself without any uh, you know any substance that's going to alter your frame of mind that's perfect that's perfect Adrian thank you so much uh, for being thank you for being so transparent and uh, so encouraging. Um, it's like, you're awesome, period. Thank you. You are as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, everyone, that was Adrian with Sober Black Society. What a resource. Um, there are options and communities that are available for those who are ready to begin their new lifestyle of sobriety. You are not alone. Visit Sober Black Society today to receive more inspiration. There is more support than you know. And remember, you are the best you in the world. So we'll see you later here on The Phillips Show. Don't wait.